Well, we are 57 days into this new year of 2023. And I believe that there are a couple of things that we need to uh, consider. Uh, in the February, it's here. So this year is going to go like every other year in terms of its progress. In other words, uh, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by month, it's going to progress. And so there are two things, as I said, that I believe that we should consider. One, where we are, where we are. And two, where we're going, where we are and where we're going. And uh, I tell you that if you can't locate where you are, it's going to be a little tough getting to where you desire to go. And you can't hold on to your past. You can't embrace your past. You can't uh, feel that you can, uh, you know, uh, hang out, I'll say, in your past and move forward. So, so I do know this for sure, that God has a great future for you. And from his perspective, your future is bright. I said, from God's perspective, your future is bright. And so God wants us to get to that place that he has designed us, even before the, designed for us, even before the foundation of the world. And so we don't want to hang around in the past. Because the devil himself hangs out there, and he wants to keep you there. And so whether it's uh, the past of pain, uh, uh, past hurts or uh, insults or offenses or disappointments or failures, let it go. I said, let it go. Because uh, it's, it's uh, quite easy for you to embrace those things. And in your doing so, you actually hinder yourself from going forward. And as much as God wants you to go forward, God cannot get you there if you're holding on to your past. God himself, if you're holding on to your past. There in the book of uh, Philippians, chapter 3, and verse 13, uh, a very familiar verse, it says, and I'll just quote the uh, New Living Translation, it says, no, brothers and sisters, no, brothers and sisters, I have not achieved, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, right? I have not achieved. But then he goes on to say, I focus on this one thing. I focus on this one thing. Well, what is that one thing, Paul? Forgetting what's behind me, forgetting the past, and Paul says, I look forward 
to what lies ahead. I look forward to what lies ahead. Now, you got to understand some things about the Apostle Paul. Uh, we know that he's, he, he was not Jesus Christ. But Apostle Paul went through some quite interesting things. And everything that he went through, he maintained his focus. The title of my message tonight is, Focus is a God thing. Focus is a God thing. And so when I think about focus, I think about uh, driving a vehicle, right? Driving a vehicle. And so uh, when you're driving a vehicle, there is a reason that your rearview mirror is not the same size as your front window shield. Because if your rearview mirror was the same size as your front window shield, you would always spend your time looking back, looking in the rear, looking in the past. It's so interesting, uh, driving the church, I'm going to make a right-hand turn, right? But there's someone that's in front of me. And I think that person had a, 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 a rearview mirror the size of their windshield. Because it seems to me they let every car in Las Vegas pass before they made that right turn. I'm already running late, right? And they, they got me held up because they won't make the right turn. And so <laughs> I remember, I remember um, uh, when uh, Christina, our daughter, when she was learning to drive, right? And Christina... She would get to an intersection, and she would stay there forever. She, she would ask me, should I go? Well, yeah, Christina, that car is all the way in Henderson, you know. <laughs> you can go now. <laughs> so, so there's a reason why, why that uh, front window shield is not the same size as the rear view mirror. Because we don't want to be looking back. We don't want to be looking in the real. We don't want to be looking in the past when it comes to doing what God has called us to do, when it comes to uh, allowing God to fulfill the destiny that he has for our life, when it comes to us being a part of advancing the kingdom of God in this earth, you do not want to be looking back. And if you hang on to your past, that's exactly where are you going to be? Let the past be the past in your life. This is 2023. And God want to do some great things in your life. I say he wants to do some great things in your life. But even the sovereignty of God, even as powerful as God is, even as mighty as God is, he cannot do those things that he has in his heart for your life if you're hanging out in your past. So, so there, y'all know, y'all know the word, there in uh, uh, Jeremiah uh, 33.3, what does it say? Call upon me, and I will answer you, and I will what? Show you Great and mighty things which you know not. Great and mighty things God wants to do in your life. 
And I believe that there are great and mighty things that God is going to do in your life. I believe that, that, that when you uh, present yourself, as Romans says, you present yourself and allow God to work in you, allow God to work through you, even in those things that you might think is trivial, even in those things that you might think really don't matter, I believe that God is going to do some great things. When we present ourselves, when we say, Father, here I am, send me. Here I am. Just present yourself. Well, well, why do I say it? Why do I say it that way? Just present yourself. Because if you're hanging out back here, you are not posturing yourself to present yourself to him so that, look, God can work in anything, anybody, anytime. We're not talking about your next door neighbor. We're talking about God. You know, you go and Ask your next-door neighbor for a cup of sugar. You know, they might give you flour. But, 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 but you know, they're just uh, humans. They're just people. We're talking about God right now. I said, we're talking about God. And so God want to do these great and mighty things. And as I said, I believe that he, he's going to do them. He's going to do them. Just present yourself a living sacrifice unto him. He'll do it. Look, there is absolutely no age barrier with God. When Caleb was 80 years old, he says, give me that mountain right over there. Moses did not start his ministry until he was 80. So, so don't say that, you know, I'm too weak or I'm too old or I'm from the wrong side of the track or, you know, this and that. And man, we could spend the rest of our lives making excuses why not. And all God is saying is present yourself so I can put you in a position so that you can focus on what I have in my heart for you and I'll get you there. I'll get you there. This is the God of the universe. This is the God of the heavens. This is the God who has set the stars in its place. And he's God and he does not change. He's still the same. I said he's still the same. So, if God doesn't change, and if God is still the same, which he is, then something has to change in us. And I think one of the major things is giving up what's behind us. And it can be, it can be uh, small things. It can be subtle things. It can be things, you know, that, that you, you um, really don't think it was that much. But your past will hinder you from moving forward if you embrace it, if you hang out there, if you choose to do that. So I want you to turn, if you would, to the book of uh, what? Genesis? I'm sorry, Isaiah. Isaiah 43. As I said, the title of my message is Focus is a God thing. So let me give you a, a definition uh, to that word focus. According to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, focus is defined as a main purpose or interest, a main purpose or interest. 
It's also defined as a point of concentration. It means to concentrate attention or effort. Concentrate attention or effort. Focus. And focus also means mean, uh, directed attention. Directed attention. Look, if you do not give it attention, it won't get attention. And if it doesn't get attention, you're not going to prioritize it. And if you don't make it a priority, you won't focus on it. I say you won't focus on it. For instance, the word, the word of God. If you do not give it attention, that's not where you're focused. And all of these, all of these distractions, all of these things that's going on outside of us will have all of our attention. And what's going to get you to your destiny is not getting the attention that it deserves. Focus is a God thing. So in Isaiah 43 and verse 18, reading from the New King James Version, it says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, God says through the prophet Isaiah, I will do a new thing. Now, everybody say now. Now it shall spring forth. Now it shall spring forth. Well, now is right now. Now is my present. Now is where I am. And he says, now it springs forth. And it's so interesting that uh, after God says that, he says, will you not know it? Hmm. Will you not know it? That tells me that God is doing things all the time. <laughs> now. Right now in my present. And we could easily miss it. All the honest people raise your hand. We could easily miss it. Right? Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Reading that from the uh, New Living Translation, uh, verse 18 says, But forget all that. <laughs> forget all that. It is nothing, God says, compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? Do y'all see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland, God says. So God, speaking through the prophet Isaiah, says here, do not remember. Don't even consider the things of old. Don't, don't remember your past. Now, now when, when, when um, God said this to, uh, through the prophet Isaiah, he was going back to the, uh, the time uh, when God delivered the children of Israel out of uh, the land in the bondage of Egypt. And God had done some pretty remarkable things on their behalf. Right? You remember the, the, the Bible says there in Psalms 105:37 that he brought them out. Talking about the children of Israel. He brought them out with silver and gold 
And there was not a feeble one among them. So God prospered them and God strengthened them. They came out strong, no sickness, no disease, no anything that would hinder them from moving forward. They were ready. Man, he, oh, he, they, 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 they are, 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 are moving toward the promised land, right? And they come up against the, 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 uh, the, the Red Sea. And their enemy, they are now pursuing them. They're chasing them down, right? The Egyptian army. They're, they're chasing them down. And they have the, 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 the uh, Red Sea in front of them, and they have their enemies uh, behind them. It's like being uh, between a rock and a hard place. Uh, where do I go? Where do I go? So that's basically what Moses said uh, to God. And, and God says, what do you got in your hand, man? What's in your hand? Well, I pose that question to us. What's in our hands? What do we have? So Moses said, oh, this stick you're talking about? God said, use it. So Moses take the staff and the Red Sea part, and they walk through on dry land. <laughs> Do y'all believe in miracles? If the children of Israel didn't, they did now. So they walk through on dry land, and, 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 and the, uh, the Egyptian soldiers are going to go and try and pursue them and, and overtake them. And, and, and obviously, they were either going to kill them or they were going to put them back in slavery. And the Bible says that, you, that when the last child of Israel got on, on the other side, God then released the water. And every Egyptian soldier drowned in that water. They were completely wiped out. What was God doing? Wiping out their past. Because God understands that if I'm going to move you forward, your past can no longer be there. So he wiped out their past, right? Now, I don't know about you, but I would have, I, <laughs> I don't think I would, I don't think I would have ever again put an idol in front of me. You, you know, in place of God. Now, God, that's, God was always endeavoring to get them to worship the only true and living God. And they, they would eventually turn back to their past. Listen. They would eventually turn back to their past, right? To the degree that, that uh, everyone that was 20 and older, they didn't even go into the promised land. Why? Because they're embracing their past. They're holding on to their past. And God is saying, look, I have just, just like God, Jesus said there in, in, the, in the, the book of uh, Colossians uh, 2.15, it says that, that Jesus stripped the devil. He made a show of him open, openly. Jesus destroyed your past. But when he destroyed the devil and Jesus is saying, don't look back over there. Don't go there anymore. Listen, I have something in front of you. Look at what lies ahead. It's bright. 
It's good. It's prosperous. And so the Egyptian soldiers, they're no longer there. <laughs> right? But, but this, is, this is the thing. That our past is uh, what the enemy uses to keep us from moving forward. Now, it can be past uh, pain, past hurts, past disappointments, past offense, past abuse. It can be even uh, something that you were successful in. And there, uh, 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 the New Living Translation says, forget all that. <laughs> forget all of that. I'm telling you, God had just done all of this, uh, you know, on behalf of the children of Israel. And God says, forget all that. Even the good. Forget it. That's just how vital it is that you look forward, get that, that large rearview mirror. Out, uh, come on, y'all. Just get it out of the way. That's over. That's no longer. That's history. That's your past. That's the thing that will hinder you from moving forward with God. And we all have a past. We all have history. Unless you just came out of the womb. And looking out here, I don't think you qualify. So we all have a past. And so what God, what God wants want us to do, he wants us to forget all of that. And he wants us to look forward to what lies ahead because your future is bright in the hands of God. I said your future is bright in the hands of God. So let him handle it. Let God handle it. Can y'all say amen? Amen. Everybody say forget about it. it. Say it again. Forget about it. it. We're talking about your past. Forget about it. It's It's not going to benefit you It's not going to prosper you. It's not going to get you to the place where uh, you can be even a greater blessing to others. Now, Now, then God says, I will do a new thing. I will do a new thing. Shall you not know it? I don't know about you. It's my own personal uh, uh, preference, but I like new. I don't care that much for old stuff. Old stuff is, it can be high maintenance, you know. Old stuff can be, why? Because you got, you got to put a lot of effort and energy just to uh, uh, maintain it. If you bought an old hoopty, you got to put a lot of energy and effort in that thing to keep it running, right? So, so uh, you know, you might like old stuff, but my preference is new. I I think, to be honest with you, I think that's a God thing as well, the new. He says, I'm going to do a new thing right here, correct? He's going to do a new thing right there. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? New New creation. The old, the what, Lord? The old. (laughs) 
is no longer. So God says, you're a new creation in Christ. The old has passed away. Behold. Behold. Y'all know what the word behold means in, in the Bible? Hmm? It means to look, direct your attention. Direct your attention. Behold, all things have become what? All things have become what? New. So I think that God is into the new. You know, we have the New Testament. We have a new covenant, a better covenant, established on better promises. <laughs> new commandment. Love your brother. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. I think God, I think God really delights in the new. Why? Because he knows that whatever is back there, it's not going to serve you very well. So it's the new, the new, the new. Everybody say the new. So God says, I am doing a new thing. Should you not know it? Come on. If I don't, if I don't know what God is doing, I'm missing some good stuff. Come on, y'all. Are y'all out there? Sure you are. I'm up here. A new thing. Right? So turn to Genesis. I, I, I was going to go here earlier, but go on. Turn over to Genesis. And uh, chapter 15. Patricia, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm messing with you. <laughs> I'm messing with you because Minister Ty is not here tonight. <laughs> so, so, so my message is focus, focus. It's the God thing. That's the title. Focus, direct your attention. Direct your attention. Right? So look here in uh, Genesis 15. Going to read it from the New Living Translation. Uh, Genesis 15 verse 1 reads, Sometime later the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. This is New Living. And your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I do not have do not even have a son. Since you have, since you've, you've given me no child, Elizer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit my wealth. This is Abram thinking. You have given me no, you have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, to Abram, Y'all know, y'all know, uh, God later on changed uh, Abram's name from Abram to Abraham, right? Amen. Meaning what? Father of many nations, right? And he was blessed tremendously. So God, God uh, you know, start, uh, thinks so strongly about the new that he said you drop that old, right? So he renamed uh, Abram to Abraham. Then the Lord said to him, no, your, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Look at verse 5, New Living. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up in the sky and count the stars if you can. If you can. <laughs> you know he couldn't count them, right? 
Abram, if you can, that's how many descendants you will have. Verse 6. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as your possession. Notice that God took Abram, uh, asked Abram to come outside, look up in the sky, and count the stars. Count the stars, right? So Abram does this, and in doing so, uh, what was God uh, doing to Abram? God was getting him to direct his attention, not so much on the stars, but on God's word. That came from God. And so he directed his attention, right, so that he could focus. You notice Abram said uh, uh, that, well, I don't, I don't have... Uh, anyone that, that is going to be my heir of my own. Therefore, it's going to have to go to a servant, right? So, so Abram, he is looking at his surroundings. He's looking at the natural. He's looking at the things that are in, in front of him. He already has this, this servant. He already uh, has, uh, uh, you know, other siblings who are not his own, uh, children who was not his own. That's his past, Right? So God takes him outside and he says, look up, man. Come on, I'm the God. Direct your attention. Come on, focus. Focus, Abram. Your future is bright. How many stars do you see up there? Oh, I wonder if Abram started to count. One, two, three, four. Some of us, some of us would start to count them, huh? You know, trying to, trying to, trying to get as many as we possibly can. But, but God is saying, look, this is going to be how large your descendants are. <laughs> so, so he, want, he wanted Abram to focus, focus. And so God want us to focus, focus on his word. That was the word of the Lord to Abram. Focus on his word. Focus at what he is saying. Look, there are some great things I'm telling you now. There are some great things that, that God wants to do in your life, 2023, but he has to get us to direct our attention. He has to get us to focus, to focus. It could be a bad word to some people. I think, what was it? Was it last Saturday or the Saturday prior that they had the, uh, uh, the gathering for the ladies? Was it last Saturday? The gathering, right? So, so I, I wasn't there, so I'm just taking their word for it, right? So they did vision boards, right? Vision boards. So they did vision board. Now, what does a vision board do? It, it enables you to direct your attention, right, to whatever it is you're putting on that, that board, whatever your goals might be for whatever period of time, and you're to keep that before you. You're to keep that before you. And see, that's, that's, I think that's, pro that, that's probably uh, one of the challenges with, uh, with, with uh, us as believers, right? That the, the, the word of God 
constantly being in front of you, you know, that is going to, that is where your focus is going to be. But if the word of God is not your, the place that you're directing your attention, then everything else around you is going to be a distraction. That's going to get your attention. Oh, I guess I must be in a non-holy church. <laughs> Amen. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding to one degree. But, but don't, wouldn't you agree that if you're not focusing on a particular thing, everything else around you, how many, how many, how many when, um, when you're in church, you're in church, right? And, and then uh, if someone uh, comes through the back door or something takes place uh, on this wing or, or that wing uh, and, you know, you catch it in your periphery, you usually turn in that direction, don't you? Well, actually, our direction should be up here where the word is being sown in your heart. That moment that you uh, turn away and redirect your attention could very well be the moment that God is saying, I'm doing a new thing right now. Direct your attention to the word. Direct your attention. Focus. Focus. And so God is wanting the church the church to focus through his word, first and foremost. Well, I got two amens. One of them was my wife. I thank God for her. <laughs> so, so listen, it's the word of God. It's the word of God. We, we want to focus our attention on the word of God, right? Be, be, because, because, uh, 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 1 Corinthians 14.10 says that there are many voices in the world, right? And none of them are without signification. What does that mean? That means that they're saying something. <laughs> Those voices are saying something. But we should direct our, our, our attention to the voice of the shepherd, to the voice of the word, to the voice of the spirit. To the, come on, y'all. So that those voices don't have any significance in my life. Direct your attention to the word of God. You know, that's, what is that scripture where it says that uh, um, uh, the word of God is able to save our souls? Where is that, Pastor Andy? The engrafted word. James? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. The engrafted word, so we received the engrafted word where that is able to save our soul. When I was, when I was younger, you know, if you were a brother, they, they called you a soul brother. Did y'all ever, did y'all ever see that? that <laughs> y'all saw that movie, right? The, the Blues Brother, was it? The Blues Brothers? Right? <laughs> man, yeah, I'm a soul man, right? So, so, so y'all know your soul needs to be saved. Huh? Receive the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. Save it from what, Lord? Save it from the distractions of the world. Save it from the voice of the devil. Save it from the voice of your flesh. Save it from the voice of this world. Save your soul. 
Save your soul. Man, I tell you what, there's so much that is being sown out here in this world, in our society today. And we need, we need the engrafted word. Listen, we, we, we quoted uh, 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 2 Corinthians 5.17 earlier, right? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become what? New, right? So your spirit is okay. That was instantaneous when you received Jesus in your heart as your personal Lord and Savior. That is okay. But I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, even if I don't know you, your soul is not okay. Your soul. Mind, will, emotion. Mind, will, emotion. So that's why God said uh, 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 there in uh, Romans 12, 2, be not conformed to this world, but be ye, what? Transformed by the what? Renewing, I told you God liked that new stuff, right? The renewing of your mind. Of your mind. That's where the problem is. Because if you continue to think the way that you always have things, you're going to con- you will continue to behave the way that you always have behaved. That's why this mind, this soulish part, need to be renewed. So renewed with what? Uh, with the uh, uh, Sports Illustrated National Geographic? <laughs> no, no. Renewed with the Word of God. The word of God. That's the only thing. The word of God really is the only thing that is uh, capable of renewing your mind. Right? Now me, oh, I better not go there. <laughs> you know, when you get prideful, uh, you, you know, you start falling and, you know, uh, stuff like that, right? That, that was a prideful thought that just went through my head. But Listen. Because I have been renewing my mind over the years, I was able to resist it. <laughs> and I didn't say it even to you. <laughs> right? Come on, so our minds need to be renewed, whether you admit it or not. Right? And the only thing that is capable, that is powerful enough, that uh, gives that clear distinction Spirit, soul, spirit, soul. Your spirit is okay. Soul, mind. It needs some work. Everybody say, my mind needs some work. Absolutely, all of our minds need some work. And, and, and when we, when we uh, renew our mind with the word of God, what are we doing? We are directing our attention to the anchor of my soul the Lord Jesus Christ, looking unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus, where you can't look unto him without looking into his word, because they are one. Amen? Listen. Focus is a God thing.